Today is Monday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day, everybody. The title for our devotional is In Step with the Spirit. This week, we're continuing our Spirit-Filled Life campaign. In this campaign, we're looking at what the Spirit-Filled Life looks like. We've defined it as a, a life rich in the qualities that the Spirit of God produces in a believer. These qualities are primarily seen in what Paul has termed the fruit of the Spirit. They are also seen in the gifts of the Spirit, which we will discuss in the second half of this campaign. We've been doing, as we have been doing in this campaign, the first day of each week I'm addressing the broader context of the fruit of the Spirit, and then the rest of the week we'll look at two of the qualities listed. Surrounding Paul's lists of the acts of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit in 5.19-24, we read in Galatians 5.16-18, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh de- desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that, they are, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then following uh, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5:25 to 26, we read, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. These verses draw to our attention the biblical tension of what God does and what we do that is so prevalent throughout Scripture. As we have been saying, this is the fruit of the Spirit, that is, what the Spirit of God produces within the believer. Therefore, growth in these qualities is a work of the Spirit of God within us. Without Him, we are powerless to achieve the fruit. Yet, Paul describes our part as walking by the Spirit and keeping in step with the Spirit. Walking is a broad analogy for how one conducts their life and their behavior. The symbol implies a path and a direction, movement and a purpose. It's a rule of life, as the ancient Christian traditions would call it. This means that the ultimate purpose and goals of our life should be determined by the Spirit. Our heading is determined by Him. Our ethics and morality should be governed by what the Spirit of God says is right and wrong. Our practices and habits should be led by the Spirit. Everything in how we conduct our life should be described as walking with the Spirit of God. In verse 25, Paul says, Since we live by the Spirit. This is a profound statement that I've often overlooked in this passage. In the last few weeks, I've regularly said that the Spirit of God confirms with our spirit that we are children of God. He awakens us to the truth of the gospel and produces spiritual life within us when we were previously dead in our trespasses and sins. We are alive to God because of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because our very spiritual vitality is founded in the Spirit of God, it only makes sense that we then live in step with the Spirit of God allowing him to guide us in our rule of life and our way of living. For additional content, I've linked you to a website by uh, John Mark Comer's organization called Practicing the Way, uh, in which you can find a rule of life workbook. And you can go through and um, maybe add or, or just think through what regular rhythms to add to your life in order to better keep in step with the Spirit of God. For reflection, uh, as you navigate the Rule of Life workbook page, pray for what God may be calling you to, whether to add something or to simply uh, be more intentional in a certain area of your life, uh, to add a rule of life to grow in your relationship with Christ. Remember, the goal is Christ, but these uh, practices, these habits, these behaviors, uh, the way that we conduct ourselves can lead us closer to Christ.